The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Thursday morning to you all here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint as the guys come from our homes this morning. It was a long day yesterday, so we didn't want to make it today any longer than it had to be, so... We come to you from our humble abodes, and I am not mad about it, especially since I get up around 2.30 this morning and stay up for a little while. Yeah, that wasn't fun, but <laughs> we got it done. Everything is good to go. Uh, it's nine minutes past the top of the hour, and we are jam-packed today, guys. Absolutely jam-packed with information, with uh, exciting stuff to talk about, and I want to go ahead and get uh, get this out of the way for you folks who uh, are listening in. If you are listening in on WKOM, if you're listening in on uh, Facebook Live, we appreciate it. If you're down in WZYX territory on the Eagle, thank you for tuning in. This, almost the entire show, an hour and 45 minutes of this show will be spent talking about high school sports. Uh, just going to let you know. Uh, not only is there very little to, to talk about otherwise outside of the Southeastern Conference Tournament and maybe you know mentioning the Preds game tonight, but the state of Tennessee and high school disciplinary action um, – <laughs> For a couple of teams, got got a lot to talk about. Um, so, in hour number two, we're going to get a chance to talk with John Varlis of the Daily Memphian as we get an update on the Arlington situation, who is set, scheduled to play today in the Class AAA State Quarterfinals. We'll also talk in the second hour to Stephen Hargis of the Chattanooga Times Free Press because. He published a story yesterday about the TWSAA uh, handing down some sanctions on South Pittsburgh. So we'll get all of the details from Stephen Hargis in hour number two regarding South Pittsburgh and whatever TWSAA sanctions have been handed down. Later this hour, we are obviously going to recap yesterday's state tournament games. Uh, We'll probably talk a little bit about all f- four of the quarterfinals in Class A because we got a chance to see all four quarterfinals in Class A. Um, so really excited about talking about that. 
And of course, it's, you know, we've got the rundown and much, much more. Uh, but first, welcome in. Guys, how are y'all doing this morning? I'm doing a lot better this morning than I would have been doing if we were in studio. <laughs> Uh, that that eight oh six wake up was good for me. You don't even know. Yeah, I, w- I woke up and JP had already sent out an email with the switcher link. I was like, "What is JP doing awake?" Yeah, at like seven fifty three or whatever it was. It's like, dude, we're not here yet. You know? <laughs> We've not clocked in. Sorry, I'm trying my yeah. best overachieving self this morning. Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it, it, I mean, after yesterday, I, I think. I left the house about six o'clock and got home about around ten thirty, ten fifteen. Uh that was a really long day. And thankfully Charlie's grandmother was here to help at least for a few hours in the middle of the day. Um but we will I, I will get a chance to to give Sarah some some relief today. So I'm going to call me in from the bullpen and we'll give her a little relief in, in the afternoon. So while I'm watching Southeastern conference basketball and probably uh high school hoops as well. <laughs> so we're bringing in the right hander, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Just play wild thing when I come out and that's all, we're all good. <laughs> and, oh, well. Sounds like a good day you've got planned that began yeah. with sleep until eight. I say sleeping till I mean, yeah, interrupted sleep, but it is what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I don't know about you guys, but yesterday's show was really, really great, I thought. Um had a couple of fantastic guests on, which uh, we get a chance to talk with uh Noah McKay again, right? Mm-hmm. As we will tomorrow. Tomorrow, as we um, preview that Loretto Clay County semifinal game to start off the day. Noah's fantastic, Upper Cumberland reporter. Uh, so he'll be on the show tomorrow. Also, you were able to come up with a Greenville Sun reporter. Yeah. Yeah, Tate Russell, who writes sports for the Greenville Sun, is going to be with us in the morning to talk a little bit about this North Green team as they get ready to take on Summertown in the other Class A semifinal game. North Green with them, well, with the most exciting game of the day until the next game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's certainly the most exciting ending. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, especially given the start. No no question there. Uh, Yeah, so... Tomorrow's show will actually be abbreviated. We will cut the show off at 10 o'clock tomorrow, so we'll talk to those two guys uh, to preview the Summertown and Loretto games. Uh, At 10 o'clock, Loretto will tip off, so we will jump off the air. Just want to let you guys uh, know about that. Uh, We also hope tomorrow, in addition to getting Noah McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter and Tate Russell of the Greenville Sun, we hope to have TWSAA Executive Director and Columbia Native Bernard Childress, just to kind of check in with him, do a little housekeeping um, on things, you know, past and present. Sure, he's got plenty to say if we can get him. Yeah, he said he would check his schedule and let us know. I think he's probably checking on whether or not we're reporting on 
Arlington and South Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think Bernard's much into to censorship. Fortunately, I, I think um, I think you'll have plenty to say about those situations and some other situations that we're going to get to over the course of today's show. Yeah, uh, yesterday, we'll get to this in the rundown, but I want to go ahead and mention it now. Yesterday, we had um, Columbia State baseball and softball went over to Dyersburg State and both split uh, their double headers. There is a story on sm-tnsports.com that uh, details a little bit about the Columbia State uh, softball doubleheader. So you can go to the website if you are interested to see how Exactly those two games played out. There is a there is a story on sm-tnsports.com. Of course, there's full coverage uh, of Loretto and Summertown's Class A quarterfinal matchups on the website with stories, photo galleries, um, box scores from the Class A girls quarterfinals from all four games. Uh, you can check out who what players you need to pay attention to if you are Loretto or Summertown from your uh, semifinal opponents. And and there's just a ton of stuff on the website yesterday, so make sure to visit that. And if you are listening on the radio and you want to interact with the show, Facebook Live is available and it is on the website, sm-tnsports.com. If you are on your phone, just scroll down past all of the uh, the stories, and it will be the first thing you see. And if you're on your on, on the website, it'll be on the right hand side of your browser screen. Can't miss us. We we look good this morning now in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't turn the lights on. I'm, man, it's it's nice. This is great. I thought we were trying to go for some mood there or something. I didn't know, but. I'm Hello, so, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the Facebook Live, and, and I'm seeing this this comment from Jay Chapman, big Summertown fan. Neat shot clock. Get to this level. Teams hold the ball like old North Carolina four corners. What'd I say? What, what did, did I? Say? What did I say? <laughs> what did you say? I said no. No. Jay, I, Jay, Next I, question. I, advocated for it all day yesterday jay so no. I'm, I'm with you no. i'm look i used to be an anti-shot clock guy i did i used to be an anti-shot clock guy mm-hmm. but it took one time going to overtime and a team <laughs> holding the ball for three minutes and 50 seconds and missing the darn layup to send us a double overtime for that to change <laughs> that does not make it a bad theory they just executed badly but i mean my thing is this at the high school level in particular, where you don't control the level of talent that comes through your doors on a day-to-day basis, on a year basis, if that's what you feel like you have to do to win a ball game, you should be able to. I hear Jay remember uh, Collinwood staying at half court, passing it back and forth for a little while. <laughs> they did that against Summertown and trying to shorten the game. And you're right. I get the – and that is a – that's a – Solid argument. You don't control the talent that's coming through your your gymnasium. I get that. But honestly, perhaps 
it's something that we could implement in the tournaments or postseason in some way, uh, even if it was a minute. I don't even care if it's 60 seconds, but I, I, I'm just I'm tired of watching. If you can execute it for four minutes, you should be able to do it. And, and hey, if you don't want somebody holding the ball on you, get out and play defense. Uh, most of them are playing defense. That's the thing. Well, I will say this though, and, and I have noticed this across the across the board, not just in, uh, not just recently, but this has annoyed me all season long in several different areas. But teams trapping all those those teams who are who are holding the ball, so the defense will go trap right, but nobody's jumping that first pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're literally giving them an out. Like, everybody should be going. The only open person should be the person in the corner. The farthest person away from From the ball ball Mm -hmm. should be the only person without a defender in their face. Make them throw the ball across the court. And it hasn't been all year. Uh, And and I've seen it at every level, not just high school boys and girls. I've seen it at college levels. And I'm just like – what is going on here? Has, has has basketball ideology changed since I played? I mean, it doesn't give any sense to me, but whatever. Make it make sense. Hashtag. Make it make sense. Anyway, we got to get to the rundown real quick because we are up against a break. So let's give you the Thursday rundown. Here's the rundown. In Class A girls quarterfinal action last yesterday, Clay County defeated Peabody 59-38. Loretto defeated Cloudland 63-31. It was North Green in a shocker over Gibson County 43-40. And Summertown in overtime defeated Clark Range 37-34. In Class AA action, Westview a 41-30 winner over Meigs County. And if you just told us that when we left the game, we would have not believed you. Uh, Granger 6-4, Maple 37 Uh, to round out yesterday's quarterfinal action at Murphy Center. In junior college hoops, Columbia State with a sweep of Volunteer State. Columbia State women, 68, Ball State, 47. The men, a 97-16 winner for the Pioneers. On the Diamond Junior College action yesterday, it was Columbia State and Dyersburg State splitting doubleheader in baseball. It was the Charger 6-4 in the opener and the Eagles 11-5 in the second game. In softball, the Lady Chargers defeated Dyersburg State 4-1 in the opener and Dyersburg State flipped the script with an 8-2 victory in game two. A seven spot in the bottom of the sixth to uh, put that one on ice. Today's matchups over in Murfreesboro starting at 10 a.m. is Covington and Macon County. Following that will be Creekwood and Northview Academy at 1130. And then 2.30, Bradley Central takes on Lebanon. That's the first of four Class AAA state quarterfinals, followed by Bearden and Hardin County at 4 p.m., Blackman and Arlington at 7 o'clock, and in the nightcap, Maribel takes on the Page Lady Patriots at 830. There is your Thursday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. (laughs) 
When we come back, we will recap yesterday's Loretto Cloudland game and also talk a little bit about that Clay County Peabody game as well. As those two teams, Clay County and Loretto, will meet in the semifinals tomorrow. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joining as we approach the bottom of the first hour here on this Thursday edition of the show. If you're watching on Facebook, hello and welcome. If you're listening on WKOM in Columbia, thank you. And if you're on WZYX down in Franklin County, we also appreciate you guys. It's uh, Thursday, so we get to talk to our friends down there, and we appreciate you guys all listening in. Yesterday, we got a chance to hear a little about Cloudland and uh, as as we were talking with um, Matt Laws, we were talking with Matt Laws from Carter County Sports. You got the feeling that this team was. Feeling pretty confident, especially after that night of win on the road. Um, what what would you say was the big difference yesterday as Loretto, a thirty-two point winner over the Lady Landers? I would think two things. I, I think I think Loretto's experience in that environment well three things i think loretto's experience in that environment i think loretto's schedule and cloudland necessarily played that type competition um and and i think physically loretto's size took a big toll but um you know this was this was loretto's third straight state tournament appearance had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after not getting to finish things off last year as a result of the pandemic um, with everything getting shut down after the state quarterfinal round. Um, and again, the schedule they've played, as Ashley Rutledge said after the game, they've played three state champions this year. They've played Upperman, they've played Lebanon, and they've played a, a as she put it, a brutal schedule this year. 
they were the only team in the Class A quarterfinal field that had won fewer than 20 games. They came in at 18 and 7. Um, but they've been tested. And to be honest, I'm not sure that Cloudland had been to that degree. You're right. Uh, two of those state champions down in uh, Mississippi, Olive Branch and someone else. And then, of course, they play Rogers, which is probably closer to their school than Summertown is. <laughs> Class 4A champion down in Alabama. Uh, so, yeah, certainly having that experience in that test is is huge. And, you know, as we watch this game kind of get away from the tip, uh, there was never really any doubt that Loretto knew they were knew they had the advantage. They took advantage of that Their confidence advantage. of yeah. that confidence, and even early on, you know, Carly Weathers. I think she had twelve really really quick in the first half. Uh, and then after that, she kind of cooled off, but allowed her teammates to really step up. I don't think she cooled off. I think she pulled back. Cause yeah, she, yeah. you know, with her, with her size advantage, and I, I think she could have scored every time down if she had wanted to, but she finished with 21 points and eight assists. And, you know, I, I hate the guy that said it, but it, it's a fitting phrase sometimes. You know, our Emma up at UConn used to say, we had Diana Terrazzi and you don't. You know, Carly Weathers' fingerprints were all over that ball game. Again, 21 points, eight assists. Um, she, as far as one player goes, made a huge difference in that ball game. And even their coach, uh, Matt Birchfield, mentioned it um, defensively at the top of of Loretta's press, she she gave them problems with her size. Offensively, she has such a great ability to find her teammates as well as, you know, make shots for herself. And so, yeah, she's she's definitely a difference maker, and yesterday was no exception. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, but not just Carly and what she's able to bring to this, to this team. It This Loretto team, who, as Carly put it in the – uh, in the press conference, she's been playing with these girls since they were in second grade. I mean, this team has been through it all together. They've been through winning uh, or uh, going to the state finals. They've been to and losing. Uh, they've been to the being the favorite in last year's state tournament to not getting a chance to play in it. And now they're back in the semifinals. And on the other side of the bracket is the team that. They haven't been able to beat all year. If that's not if it's not motivation enough just to get to the finals, the fact that Summertown may be on the other side of you with a chance to win a state championship, that is some motivation. You a know. chance that you might you might only beat them once, but the one that matters is the last one. There you go, and you know that's. And how how sweet would that be? And obviously, they have to get past Clay County, and Summertown has to get past North Green, and we're going to talk more about that. But 
you know, and and I'm sure these coaches are going to tell you one game at a time. You can't look ahead, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I, I think probably everybody would love to see a Loretto Summertown matchup except maybe those coaches because, I mean, everybody knows whenever those two play in anything, it's a war. At least you can go home the day after and not have to worry about it anymore. Uh, either way. Now, you know that I'm not uh, afraid to score uh, compare. <laughs> right? I, I, I think, know that matchups are a thing. I get mm-hmm. it. But there's a little bit of, uh, at least a little bit of knowledge and insight into looking at comparative scores. Mm hmm. Now, Clay County lost to Clark Range. I think it was 14 points or more, maybe 24 points. It was 24 points. Um, They beat Huntland 60 to 53. Okay. That, to me, doesn't really, that, that, that doesn't say to me that, they're on Loretta's level. Uh, I think, and, and no disrespect to Huntland and our listeners in Franklin County, but I, I think they would tell you that Huntland is not on Loretta's level. And I think Huntland had a chance to win that game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just I just don't know that Clay County is there. After watching them yesterday, don't get me wrong, they – They've got some length, they've got some size, and that's going to be a bit of a difference because they, you know, they've got a five ten junior in Lauren Weaver. They've got uh, a five ten senior Hannah Rains. They've got five ten, five ten, five ten, five nine, five eight. They, I mean, they're big, but I don't think anybody is going to have this and the skill of a Carly Weathers and having somebody like Carly who's able to take over a basketball game when she has to put points on the board when her team needs it. That's the difference for this Loretto team tomorrow. And I think defensively, I, I think um, Clay County is going to have a tough time, you know, matching the 51 combined points that they got up out of Riley Burkett and Katie Arms yesterday when they uh, step on the floor tomorrow against this Loretto team. I think um, – And I don't mean know, to – I don't mean to look ahead so much because I know we're we're recapping, but mm-hmm. I mean thirty two points. There's not a whole lot. To talk. There's not a whole lot of recapping to do in that one. The thing the the thing that jumps out at you though in that sixty three thirty one victory is besides Carly Weathers, they had three other players in double digits. Um, Kenzie Weathers with fourteen, Madeline Tidwell and Autumn Buttram with ten each. So again. Carly kind of stirs that drink, but they've got a lot of other folks that, you know, if given the opportunity, can can put some pressure on you as an as an opposing defense. So you you can't just say, you know, you can't sell out trying to trying to stop Carly Weathers. No, not at all. You you cannot. Uh, so big win yesterday for Loretto. Uh, over that Cloudland team, I think getting a win in the turn is first step. You know, again, it, it is one game at a time, and getting that first one is is getting it off your back and then all right, let's let's play basketball now. 
Well, and, and I think particularly is, you know, at the state tournament, under the circumstances that we're under this year, because it's been traditional that, you know, everybody knows that you've got the wide open shooting background you as opposed to you know, the backboards mounted to the baseline wall or, or, you know, however it is in your local gym. And so traditionally coaches have tried to get their teams into practice situations, you know, at Columbia state at Belmont at Lipscomb at TSU, someplace like that where you do have that more, wide open that different shooting background to try to get yourself prepared for the situation at Murphy Center. I'm not sure how much of that went on this year in the middle of a pandemic and um a panini. Yeah. <laughs> and and so um you know with with that in mind, I think teams may have struggled a little bit more yesterday shooting the ball. I know of at least one that did. And um, I think getting that first game under your belt, struggling and still winning, kind of gives you that, okay, that that ability to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, we got that one behind us. We we learned some things that we can put into use on Friday in the semifinal round. Look, those, uh, as I've mentioned Several times, <laughs> those, those three three point lines—they're a problem. I mean, just not understanding and not having the floor awareness of which one you're supposed to be behind—that's one of the big reasons that people struggled shooting yesterday is because they were shooting from twenty four foot instead of nineteen or twenty. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes a difference in muscle memory. I mean, your muscle memory is used to twenty feet, not twenty four. So it's it's hard to shoot that. So uh, that and, that will, and I don't I don't know what you do about that. I don't know how you address that. I don't. I mean, it's pretty much always been that way. I don't I don't think MTSU is going to take up those other two three point. I don't line. think they can. Yeah. you can't. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I'm curious what the white one is made of. Might be painted. I'm not sure. Uh, Although I, 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 I was fortunate a few years ago, I I happened to be there for something or other prior to the start of the tournament when they were actually putting the high school line down physically putting it down they take something that looks like a giant protractor yeah and and there's a there's a spot there underneath the the goal and they take and they trace all the way around the arc and then they um they tape it down and it's it's for somebody like me it's a little fascinating to watch I, um, yeah but like you said, I'm, I'm not sure if those if there's anything that can be done about those other two lines. They may be a little bit more permanent. They are. They're under the that that lacquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nothing to do about it. Interesting. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the other quarterfinal matchup in the coverage area. It's Summertown gets an overtime win over. Clark Range in uh, Murfreesboro. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Let's talk about it. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. 
When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, 14 minutes to the top of the second hour here on the this Thursday edition of the show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on WKOM, WZYX, and Facebook Live. Make sure to uh, comment on Facebook Live, and we'll be happy to interact with you. My dad asked in on Facebook, you know, do we typically see high school teams hold the ball for more than 45 seconds? And I would say yes to that question. I wouldn't say typically. Uh, well, how many times have you watched Richland play this year? Because in the playoffs, they've done it three times. <laughs> they held the ball for four minutes up at Joe Bart, which is fine. Again, it, it's that's 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 the do it now. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, yesterday we saw it. We saw Clark Range hold it for about two minutes one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It does happen. It's not an all the time thing, but there there are certain times when it, it does happen. Um, and he also says, can small schools? He said, smell schools, but small schools <laughs> handle the increase in cost for the actual clock and somebody to operate it. That's that's a, that's big, a big deal. Key. That's a huge deal. I mean, finding somebody to run a shot clock, I think, and you know, you got understanding how to run. Well, and you go install one. You got to have two. Got to have two. So two shot clocks and somebody to run it. And as he said, the smell schools may particularly have a problem with that. Plus, the TSSAA is going to, you know, pay for the installation or something. I can't see that happening. No. So, um, you know, I mean, that's that's a that is a realistic uh, logistics issue there in implementing the shot clock because suddenly the shot clock becomes as if not more important than the game clock and who wants that pressure (laughs) right oh man and and then you got to decide did the shot get off before the before the clock expired that's just more for the officials and and some of these official officials don't need that they don't need anything more no (laughs) no extras uh so there's a, yes. there's a lot to be considered. Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, yesterday, Summertown got a big 37-34 win in overtime. Now, between the three of us, can we all agree that we thought that Peabody was probably the the worst of the eight teams that we saw yesterday? Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, JP, would you agree with that? Yeah, they were probably the, uh, yeah, I would put them, if we were ranking one through eight in Class A girls, they would probably be the eight seed. I, I, 
I would really like to find another descriptive than the worst of the eight, but I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I like I like JP's the eight seed of the eight of the eight. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, bottom line, yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, okay, <clears throat> we all agree that Gibson County, number one in the state, probably uh, was the favorite to win the state championship. I agree with that less than I would with Peabody being the eight. But, okay. I mean, well, I, I won't Gibson, argue it. Gibson County beat Peabody 42 to 37. <laughs> so, again, mm-hmm. I'm a comparative score kind of guy. If we're going off we th- what we saw, we saw Peabody not as good as the other seven teams that we saw. North Green beat Gibson County on a last-second shot, and Gibson County only beat Peabody 42-37 in the region finals. There's a lot that can be discerned from that, especially when you take into consideration some of the comments we heard from other coaches yesterday about going undefeated and scheduling. (laughs) I'm just saying I don't know how Gibson County was. I guess we'll find tomorrow when we see North Green in Summertown. Because both of those teams won their game yesterday. North Green, a last second, literally last second three pointer uh, from uh, Haley Bernard. Bernard. I, I, well, I don't, uh, Bernard or Bernard, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going with Bernard. We don't know because they're from out our area. We've never heard the girl's name pronounced, so we don't know. And that, that's one of the things that you run into in Tennessee as well. This state is not really given to accurate comparisons and accurate reads on teams, I don't think. Just because, you know, it's if you're hard. in Knox if you're in Knoxville, you don't see, you don't hear a whole lot about Peabody and Gibson County. You know, if you're in Memphis, you don't know who Cloudland is. You don't know where Cloudland is. So <laughs> That's right. it's it's really it's really tough to get a feel for it's, it's also everything hard. on a statewide basis. It's hard to scale those games because it's so wide. It's so far away. Yeah. I mean, and there's a time change, but <laughs> there's there's that too. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it is tough to, to kind of get an idea. So, you know, when Clark Range came in and uh, a team that has won eight state championships and a, a team that's been to the state tournament more than anybody else in this in this particular class. Mm. You know, I, I said it before the game. I thought the Summertown Clark Range game could be the state championship game. And I can see that. I, mean, I still think that because, I mean, these two teams were fantastic. Cassie Monday was worth everything that we were told she was. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic to watch. Uh, Summertown's defense was outstanding. And here's the bit of information that I had earlier, Mo, that I wanted to share with you that I didn't share. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something yesterday about if you had told – if I had told you that this game, Clark Range and Summertown would be the lowest scoring game of the day, you would have – I could have taken every bit of money you had. Mm -hmm. Which wouldn't have been much, by the way. Statewide, all classifications – Clark Range 
number three in the state in points per game, Summertown number six. <laughs> and they went to overtime. To, to get 71 points between them. 71 points between them is only two and a half points more than Clark Range averages per game. That's insane. So there you go. That just goes to show the difference in the, the shooting, one. Two, the defense. The defense, mm-hmm. and these two teams were as evenly matched as you could have asked for. Clark Range, up to this point, as you heard yesterday on the show, the, cl- the closest game that Clark Range played against a Class A opponent was a 17-point win. That was the closest they had come to getting beat was 17 points. Yeah, and then you see Summertown, which just uh, it, it's it's really wild, man. Um, again, as, as we've said about this Summertown team, time and time again. What have we said about them time and time again? I'm sorry. I, th- I thought I had lost you guys or y'all had lost me. You know, as we've said about them time and time again, they just know how to win. Uh, I, I've I've gotten gunshot when we go from home. It's like, okay, when, when am I gonna when am I gonna drop? So we got five or six minutes for the top of the hour. So. Or shift change. Yeah, yeah, before the internet shift change happens. So yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, oh, they they figure out a way. More often than not, I mean they're twenty eight and three, and all three of those losses were to class triple A competition. So, I mean, and that's that's what's impressive about this team, especially when they got down fifteen eight at the end of the first quarter. I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, hmm. this could this could get out of hand, or somebody's going to have to step up and make a shot. And I believe it was Kaylee Campbell who made the first three from the right wing uh, to make to, to bring it fifteen to eleven, and that's when I thought, okay, Summertown got they got a chance here. They can they cut it you know cut it down a little bit further than this, and, and we're in a ball game. And they did, uh, scoring eight points and holding Clark Range to four uh, to go in only down three at halftime, and then holding them to one point in the fourth quarter. Actually, there were two threes in that second quarter. Like you said, it was 15-8 at the end of the first. Jenna Brazier, um, Brazier, excuse me. Jenna Brazier knocked down a three from the right wing to make a four-point game. And then with it 17-13, then Kaylee hit the three from almost the same spot to make it 17-16 and and keep it close um, before Cassie Monday scored. Late, and it's like you said, nineteen sixteen at the half, and you know, again, really a a grinded out affair on both ends of the floor, both those teams, and for for Katie Burdett to get her first two points with sixteen seconds left in overtime, you know, um, even that that was a situation where it's not just about offense because. She only had two points, but she had nine rebounds. She had six blocks. The six so, blocks is what really uh, stood out to me. I, I, you know, I've got a pic. I've got several pictures of her blocking some shots, and that those were huge. And and it becomes a thing where even if she's not blocking shots, at that point she's in people's heads. I mean, I can't go in here shot. because because yeah, I can't go in here because. 24 is back here protecting the rim and I got to do something different. And, and 
gets in your head there at some point. No doubt. No doubt. So that was a fantastic game. Definitely the best game of the day that we saw. I, I mean, uh, just the excitement from knowing that both of these teams, that one of them was going to be going home. It was unfortunate. But knowing that you were going to get a game of that caliber on day one was really fun. Uh, so congratulations to Clark Range and uh, Coach Lamar Rogers for a great season. Essie Monday served as an opportunity to be Miss Basketball. I uh, don't see any reason why she couldn't be. Uh, well, now other other than Carly, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying, all three of those girls that we saw yesterday who were finalists in Miss Basketball, great ball players. So. I uh, really enjoyed watching them yesterday. Oh, man, that was fun. It was a lot of fun yesterday. I can't wait for Friday. It's going to be even better. Friday is going to be awesome. 10 o'clock, Loretto, 11.30, Summertown. Um, state basketball tournament. What more can you say? It's the best of the best. All right, on the other of the break, we're going to come back, and when we do, we will have Jim Varlas of the Daily Memphian, and he will tell us about the late on the Arlington situation. Where will they play today? Will they not play today? We'll let you know on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Center presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. <laughs> 